Listening to Country Life with Morgan O'Flaherty on Western Rick 102 FM. How are you doing, folks? You're very welcome. You're tuned to Western Rick 102 FM. I'm your host for this morning show, Morgan O'Flaherty with Country Life. Um, in case you haven't tuned in in the last couple of weeks, or maybe you've been in, in lockdown and maybe you're getting back to work, I know they've lifted some of the restrictions with coronavirus and COVID-19, so maybe you are out and about this morning. Um, our show has slightly changed. We used to do vintage rallies and vintage shows and tractor runs and all this kind of stuff. And then we went to a bit of country music. And now we're gone to um, we're gone to more the line of cars and tractors. Like two weeks ago we done Ford. Um, what did we do last week? Do you know what? I can't even remember. Oh, we done David Brown. And we're actually on Spotify now and all these things. So if you want to go back and listen to the show, I'll give you the details at the end of the program about how to find them. Um, we're up on most of the um, podcast apps now. So to find me, all you should do is go into any of the podcast apps and you'll find me just type in Morgan O'Flaherty Country Life and uh, you'll get it up. We had a fantastic show last week, like I said, in David Brown's. The week before, we had a fantastic show on... Ford cars and so on and th- that week we had our we call him our resident car guru Dave Kern from Tralee Dave came on and spoke about in depth about Ford and about Ford cars and Ford cars being built in Cork and um, so on and so forth and Dave is back with us this week I suppose to speak to talk to us about a car that a lot, a lot of people wouldn't have heard of um, I certainly didn't hear of myself only until a couple of weeks back um, but we're going to we're going to call on Dave again this morning to talk to us about the car, Dave, the Shamrock car. Tell us first of all, you're you're very welcome, and thank you for coming on again with us. Good morning, Morgan. How's it going? Not so bad, Dave. Thank thanks, thanks for coming on with us, and hopefully we might be able to uh, make this a kind of a bit more. I suppose um, we we won't call it a permanent thing, but you know. You, you, if 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 it's okay with yourself, no, we'd love to have you on. And we got we got some fantastic feedback about the Ford show there two weeks ago. So if if yeah. we'd love to have you on with us, if it was okay with yourself. Yeah, I can do as much as you. You know, every now and again, it's fine. We can come up with some some ideas to talk about different cars or different things to do with the scene. That would be perfect, uh, Dave. We appreciate it's that. For me too, because I can. Uh, yeah, yeah, there is, yeah. And do you know what? There's a lot of fellas out there that have a, a massive interest in this and so on and so forth. Oh, there is. There's lots of guys in the country. There's one of the vintage cars, but a lot of it. This is a fairly common car as well. Stuff like Sam McDowell will be talking about. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's unusual and like that, as you said. Not too many people would have heard about it. No, they didn't. Like I said to you, I only... Heard about the Shamrock car just through another fella going back a couple of weeks ago, I suppose really and truthfully because of lockdown, just chatting away and we were on about cars that were built in different places and whatever. But David, tell us a bit about the Shamrock car and I suppose I, I know nothing about the Shamrock car, only a small bit from what you've told me maybe over the last couple of days talking on the phone, but it was a fierce unusual kind of car and so on and so forth. It was. Well, actually, there was two Shamrock cars, I suppose. The first Shamrock was... It was a car that was called the Shamrock in 1907. Um, it was just a small little two-cylinder. 
it's only the first uh, first film in the car, and it was designed by a guy called Roy Fitton in, uh, in for the Brazil striker company in Bristol, mm-hmm. and it was exhibited at the Motor Show on the Olympia that year. But it was only called it was only called the Shamrock because the manager uh, was an Irishman and he called it the Shamrock to try and impress him. Oh, and it was, kind of, it was kind of more of a racing car, and you know, of that style back pre pre World War One. saying this but what I've, what I've learned about it through yourself for the last couple of days the chassis and stuff where did all that come from and the running gear and the body and well uh, the chassis was kind of a box frame chassis as far as I don't understand a ladder type chassis mm-hmm. and um, they, that was the basic chassis but then it was kind of a tubular steel frame on top of that to carry the to, to to carry the car instead of the, the body of the car, but um, it was um, fiberglass in the basic panels, or the, the actual top of the car. The entire body of the car was a fiberglass mold, we'll say, for all the world. Oh, I think so that, was what, that was what made it unusual because um, uh, there wouldn't have been many cars bits like that, I suppose. Definitely not in Ireland anyway uh, at the time. No, I suppose even, so, even at that time, fiberglass itself was probably a, a new enough thing, really, and truthfully. It would have been, I suppose they were making boats with it, but to make a car was a kind of a different thing again. Yeah, um, yeah. Because the, the entire body shell was one full molding, but I think it was made out of sections. They kind of, um, they, 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 it's a stick mold. The DeLorean was kind of done the same way. And uh, they built them out of two parts, or if you kind of tied it together. All right, okay, yeah. And what about, we we'll say, engine-wise then, and gear and all this kind of stuff, and gearbox, and... Uh, the, well, the basic mechanics of the car was the Aston A55, which was the Cambridge, I think, at the time, uh, of the same era. So their thinking behind that was that if the mechanics were simple enough to get, uh, you could uh, get service pass really easy enough as well. And, uh, the A55 was sold in America as well alongside or around that time. So their idea was that they would, um, the service items would be easy to get and you could maintain it that way, which was a degree of ease, like modern buying all sorts of different types of uh, stuff that wasn't so easy to get. <laughs> right, okay, so they, 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 they would go on for availability and everything like Yeah, the engine was a BMC B-series engine, 1.5 single carburetor. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Only about 50, 50 brake horsepower. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, the car was considerably bigger than the, than the, the actual Austin as well, so it was yeah. probably heavier too. The car, so it sounds like a bit of a tank of a car. Yeah, it was, 
you wouldn't call it pretty, I don't think, as such. The styling was a bit awkward and uh, kind of square looking. They were trying to style it on the 1967 Ford Thunderbird, I think, to give it the American kind of a look. All right, OK. It, yeah. it, 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 it was a convertible and had a, I think the windscreen came off a Vauxhall Crestor or something like that. It was a kind of a curved windscreen of the 50s size, we'll say. Mm-hmm. But um, again, kind of an awkward design and not not what you'd call very pretty like you know I would say like okay they, 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 you were saying there at the start they built it more or less for the export market into the into into the United States but yeah would them parts of the Austin Cambridge would they have been read, readily available in the States at the time as well yeah uh, I think I think the Cambridge sure the Austin was sold in the United States at the time as well so it would have been they, they would have had dealerships or parts available available over there experiences this year. I have seen the Shamrock, but I've never looked at it up closely because it was in a shed tucked away. Right, okay. So I, 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 I don't know. And we'll say, then, we'll say numbers, number-wise, Dave, do you know, like, like was I, did I export many of them? And I, I presume there was a few of them left around here at the time as well. Well, there's again, you'll hear the stories about it. There was supposedly, there was supposedly tin made even though they were talking of maybe 3,000 a year to be built. Uh, now, the original plan was uh, to make that many, but I'd say finance was the problem as well. Right, okay. So the story is that 10 in were supposedly made, and eight apparently exist. And there's two, two in Drogheda, up near Dublin, a guy called Paddy Byrne has them, and there's one... In Killarney, that's the one I saw. I feel like I'll Eddie Cronin on that one. Yes. Uh, there's one in Castle Blaney. There's one in Wexford. There's one in Seattle in the US. And there's supposed to be two in California. Now, one of the ones in California is... It's a green car. And it's, they're, all, they're all painted white, apparently, when they were built. But this one is, is green. So the guy who owns it, he paints it green. And he uses it for the Patrick State Parade in wherever he is in California. Right. And it's quite famous. If you look up on, uh, if you Google the Shamrock, you'll see it. It's, 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 there's usually pictures on the on Google images and it's, it stands out because it's bright bright green. It's the Irish Shamrock car and, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of a, it's like a cliche, I suppose, what you'd call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fantastic. And like, what you were saying there, they only built 10. They're, they were just with small numbers altogether. Yeah, but I suppose uh, uh, that's, that's the story, you know, like, no, yeah. they could have been more made, some say there's more, some say, you know, there was only the eight made, but again, nobody seems to know exactly, because with these kind of cars, I don't think anyone, uh, I don't think too many people kept, kept tabs of production figures or 
No, no. That's, that's actually very, very interesting. Dave, actually, can I cut across you there for a second? We, we might take yeah. we might take a quick ad break, and if you're available, we might talk to you some more after the break. No, but thanks very much. Perfect, Dave. Thank you. We're going to take an ad break there. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, and we'll talk to you after the How are you doing, folks? You're very welcome back. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM. I'm your host, Morgan O'Flaherty with Country Life. On the phone with us again this morning, we have Dave Kern from Tralee. Dave is going to become our, our car guru, our resident car guru. And Dave is talking to us this morning about the Shamrock car. Dave, I suppose we were talking there before the ad break, we were talking about numbers. I never realised that the, the numbers were so small on, on the actual the build of the car. Yeah. Uh, it was overstretching themselves, and I don't think the car sold. It, it wasn't really, um, it wasn't really uh, suitable for the American market. Though they didn't really seem to like it, so I suppose they couldn't. Um, there mightn't have been much call for it as well, which seems to be another thing with us. Yeah, I would say to to put a time frame in, in people's minds that might be listening this morning. We'll say when the Shamrock was built, what would the equivalent car that we'll say Ford or, or some other company like that might have been building at the same time? Well, I, I don't know what you compare it to because it, it, it was quite unusual. But yeah. it's the fact that really it was too, it was too, probably too underpowered for what it was. As in Americans like their big cars, but they yes. like a bit of power as well. And I'd say that was more of the reason that. It was built for the Americans, but it wasn't really attractive to, to, to them. And then to try and sell it in Europe, it wouldn't work in Europe because it wasn't a European-looking car. Yeah. If you get me. I do, yeah. And then you're kind of caught in the middle because in Ireland then, no one would have bought it in Ireland because it was too big for the roads. Because if you think back to, say, back in the 1960s, like the roads in Ireland weren't attaching us here nowadays. So yeah, I've seen car, like... A big, long car like that. It wouldn't really work here either, like, so... Yeah, they were kind of caught, they were caught yeah, in a rock and a hard place. Even my uncle told yeah. me, like, my uncle worked on the film Ryan's Daughter, going back in yeah. the, the 60s or 70s, whenever that was filmed, and they bought a Cadillac over from the States, so they had a Cadillac here, um, and his job was to ferry people from Tralee to Dingle. And he went back one time with the Cadillac, and he went up over Connor Pass, heading back into Dingle, he reckoned that the sweat was out through him by the time he got down into Dingle. Like he was driving this thing to to the biggest thing he'd ever driven in his life, and probably it's probably still bigger than most cars that are around here today. But like he said, that was his job, and he he collected people in Tralee, and I don't know who he collected, but um back to Dingle that was his that was his job with the car. He reckoned he would overcome a pass once. He said never again. Yeah. They have no they have no handling and they're actually quite small inside nothing and you sit into them. They are indeed, yeah. They wouldn't be you know, wouldn't be sporty. No. And this this Shamrock then had no power and it was just you know, it didn't really work. Yeah, and who's we we'll say the coming back to the, the car, whose idea was the car and I suppose we, we, we whose idea was it to build it in Ireland and I suppose where was it built? There's so many questions. Uh, well, the, the car itself was um, 
It was, but it was a, the, uh, there was a guy called William K. Curtis who came up with the ideas for the car. Mm-hmm. Now, what had happened with the, the story there was that he came to Ireland uh, with his wife, and um, when he was here, he saw that the country was, you know, it was just after coming out of, uh, you know, the war. The, 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 you know, we weren't involved in the war so much, but still, the war was just over, and we were kind of standing on our own two feet. You know, yeah. we had just become a, a republic. And there was a civil war and bits and pieces like that. So think there was nothing here really. There mm-hmm. was no business, there was no industry, there was it was mainly farming and you know, that kind of thing. So he came here then and he saw that. So he thought, Well, if I could make a car here now, I'd have cheap labour and I'd have hopefully government help to set up factories and uh, I'd be able to make a hand with this and set, build a car here, sell it to America and make money. Yeah. Thing with these now, he was only 25 at the, at the time. Right. Very young, so, the original plan then, when he came here, he, I don't know, the, the, the factory was supposed to be in Tralee. That was the original idea. The factory was supposed to be in Tralee. But he was going setting up, they were supposed to increase the size of the port and clean it, this, this kind of stuff, to make the car easy to export. Right, yes. And the, the government was supposed to give a hand, you know, with uh, finances and uh, help that way, but it didn't work out <clears throat> for some reason. I know I know exactly why, but the Tralee thing didn't, didn't, nothing, I don't think anything was actually built in Tralee, even though there was a fact besides earmarks, nothing actually happened. So he went to Castle Blaney in Manhattan. Right, yeah. And he had a, like, it sounds like pretty mad, like, but he had a 40,000 square foot factory. He, he had, he got us, he was there and it was to be used to build these cars. And um, he had another fellow with him then, James Conway. And he was another businessman, so I suppose he was kind of a, a financier, as they say, maybe. And they had the Shem, it was called Shamrock Motors Limited. So when they went to Castlevania, then they, um, they went about making the cars, but it didn't, it didn't work out. It just, it didn't, uh, for yeah. whatever reason, they, they, they went out of money, or there was, like I said, was there no orders, or it just wasn't. Yeah, do you know, I suppose where, where Marlon is in Castle Blaney, do you know, it, it's kind of landlocked, do you know, they're a long way, like, you need well, yeah. access to ports and everything, keep costs down, like. Yeah, I suppose. Plus, there, was, there must be some good reason for going there and for. for, for, for he must have got a deal on something. Yeah. You just don't know if there's not enough detail on that. There was, um, there was some bit of a brown envelope anyway, probably. <laughs> As usual, yeah. And we'll say that the car then, we were saying to the body or whatever, but who designed it or where did the design for the car come or whose whose plan was that? Well, the designer was another, another story in itself because it was, um, it was a company called Alvin Riando. But his nickname was Spike. Right. So he he, he was kind of a, I suppose, like, uh, what I've seen him described him as, uh, is Austin, uh, 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 an early prototype for Austin Powers. All he right, okay. He, a, bit of a, a bit of a chancer, I'd say, and he'd talk himself up and he'd be full of, uh, full of ideas. Yes. But he used to race um, Speedway, um, and Speedway motorbikes and stuff like that, and he used to sell himself in as a kind of exotic because of his name, like Riendo. Everyone thought he was kind of a, uh, I suppose, a kind of a, you know, he had a bit of style, a bit of flair. A bit of a playboy. 
Futuristic or what so like but it just didn't Yeah, futuristic but still kinda of up to the days the fifties that time. Cars had that kind of look with a bit of you know, things out the back and kind of a long front in America, but it to my mind it doesn't really it doesn't really work as a style. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even at that time like that wasn't working, like and I suppose like a couple of years into that then if it was to go you had the petrol shortages here and they weren't going to be going down that line like yeah well yeah the petrol shortages in the 70s but elastic it is yeah it is yeah no, that, that's fierce interesting like but um and you're you're like what i suppose it's fierce hard to probably put a value on a shamra car today because i presume the eight that do exist the people that have them are not in, not inclined to sell them Pettyburn, he has he has two of them, mm-hmm. and one of them was on the road. They'd be three, two, one, six. The venture his one, and he has another one. I think from what I've read, anyway, that's it's no to restore it, or uh, but I don't, I don't think it's actually driving. Right, but okay. The one in Clan, the one in Clan, that Eddie has is <coughs> that he said it a long time as well. But uh, I don't think it's running. I don't I don't know if there any running gear inside or not. But the car itself is there. Is, uh, uh, I, I I think it's rolling, but. I don't think it's running. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Again, it's quite a it's quite a sight to see to see one in there. It must be. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in, in the flesh because they're quite big. They're quite a big car, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I suppose I've never seen one, and for people that haven't seen one, I presume you're you're talking kind of like I don't know, like a big old American Cadillac or something like that. Yeah, that kind of a thing. It's seventeen foot long, which is as big as any. You know, that's a long car by any standards. Well, uh, okay. We we'll put it this way, so to people, seventeen foot long. The fella passing your house yesterday, or the the tractor and trailer you met on the road the other day. Yeah. Mo- most of the silage trailers that are out there today are eighteen foot long. That's, that's a good comparison there. Yeah. So, like you know, people would have seen them, and like even if you go at that, we we'll say the Arctic trailer is forty foot long. So you're only going to get two of them up in an Arctic trailer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what kind of size we're talking about, and then when you when you have the the small Austin engine trying to drive that around, yeah, you're kind of going to see, you know you could see why it wouldn't be very powerful. No, sure wouldn't. Like imagine facing up Connor Pass or up up the hill there on top of Barna, trying <laughs> you changing down the gears. Sixty-four brake horsepower for this like a sewing machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Like that's it. Yeah. And again, it was it was advertised as a five-seater car. 
It was. And we'll have two in the front and three in the back, even though it was a convertible. So, Brilliant. I put five people inside my car, so I put along with a 1.5 engine and 54 by horsepower. It's really shitty. And whose idea was the engine? Was that the designer again, or what was. I guess it was your man Riando again, or maybe they all walked together. It was just, I saw it, like I said earlier, easy to get parts. It must be just. They obviously got a demon buying him or something like that. Maybe yeah. you could buy him as a as a basic engine or fasting. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, that's just uh, interesting stuff altogether, Dave. Yeah, the price was about $2,495, I think. And we'll say, compa- compare that then to the Austin uh, of the same era. What was the price? I don't know, actually, because I wouldn't have that to hand to hand yet. But, um, yeah. It sounds expensive. Like, it probably was very expensive because five would less work. You know, it's, it takes time and it costs money to put it all together. Like the DeLorean was the same thing, more or less. Uh, it was very it was expensive because of the work needed to make the fiberglass. You have to make the moulds and you have to cast the body panels or the body sections in the moulds. There's a lot yes. of work to it. Yeah, there's a heap of work that you can't see going on behind the scenes, we call it. It is because I, 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 a, a, neighbor, a neighbor of mine used to make boats one time and I used to love the smell of fiberglass that used to be coming up across the ditches and I used to often go down to him when I was maybe nine or ten years of age and I remember like he'd be at he'd be at the one boat for maybe a week or more like he'd put on the resin he'd put on the fiberglass and he'd resin that yeah. again and coat it and so like it just took yeah. ages it like. takes Crash you there for one second again, and we might just come into another quick ad break if it's okay with yourself. Okay. If you can hold on there, we'll come back to you in two minutes. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, Morgan O'Flaherty, Country Life, and we have Dave Corn on the line talking about the Shamrock car that was built in Tralee and Monaghan. We'll be back after these. How you doing, folks? You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM. I'm your host, Morgan O'Flaherty with Country Life. Welcome back to the show. Um, we have Dave Corn, our resident car guru, this morning on talking about the Shamrock car that was built in Tralee and Monaghan. Um, Dave, we were talking there before the ad break. You were talking about fiberglass and, you know, I suppose the, the labour-intensive stuff that's behind making a fiberglass body for a car... Was there a lot of fiberglass bodies out there at that time, or, or were they very, we say, were they very, what do I call it, were they very forward thinking in their idea at the time? Well, at the, back in the 50s, I suppose it was fairly unusual to have fiberglass. Uh, it would be probably more of a, a fairly modern type of a thing to have, but as for saying, cars that are built for fiberglass, yeah, this was the most famous one, it be Lotus. A lot of Lotus cars were built. Out of fiberglass, uh, on a kind of a on a metal X type chassis, 
you'd have, say, Janetta, they're another company, and TVR, the all British companies they used to make in Marcos. Uh, even the Reliant Robin, the Elvise car, that was fiberglass. Oh yeah, everyone will know that, yeah. And then there was the Reliant Scimitar, which was the, it was a car made by Reliant as well. Uh, fiberglass body in that too, with a Ford V6 engine under the bonnet, and generally Ford running gear as well. But yeah. But you, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, the, uh, the Ford RS200 would be another one. Uh, oh, was it? Yeah, there's another one there that's coming to my mind. I remember seeing it on a television program there, some kind of an auction program, and it was an orange. Was it something bug they called it? Oh, that's the bond bug. Bond bug, and the whole front of the car opened up for you to get into it. Yeah, that would be uh, from about 1970. They were made, uh, I think it was relying to the hand in them as well, same as the relying three wheeler. But um, they were kind of an, what you call it, a niche car now. Yeah. They're quite quite collective at the moment now. Yeah, probably but, um, small numbers again. Small numbers and, you know, uh, yeah, there wouldn't be any left. And they're, because they're unusual, they're orange and they stand out and they're kind of cool and retro. Yeah. They're worth yeah. money. Do you know I've never actually seen one, I'd say, but I've seen pictures, plenty pictures. Probably at the time when they were being built, a bit like the Reliant Robin, they were kind of a funny car and, and you know, probably a, the poor man's car. But now, if you have them, you have a real, a real gym, I suppose. Yeah, but and you would have, of course, and like anything that's worth money is going to be collected yeah. and kept in mind. Yeah. But again, fiberglass, painting fiberglass is a different story as well. I would be only familiar with this setup, but I know it's. It's much harder to paint the fiberglass car than a car because of the it is indeed, or yeah. Or doing bodywork repairs is difficult as well. Yeah, yeah. Fiberglass in rots and it cracks. You think a fiberglass might be done forever, but um, anyone that's out there familiar with fiberglass and fiberglass boats, fiberglass can actually get a disease and it can yeah. actually rot from the inside out. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. Yeah. Especially also with some of the I think it's the Lotus's, the fiberglass bodies are kind of bonded onto the metal chassis. Right. So what happens then is when the metal rusts, it kind of, it kind of bursts, I suppose, the fiberglass, so it's really hard to get in to repair it. Yeah, all oh, right, okay. To, to take it apart is an awful job, and expensive and difficult, and you know. It's like, so, you know, it's a lot of people there. Go on, yeah. Go on. So the, 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 the panels themselves might rust in the traditional sense, but... You're going to have a lot of trouble elsewhere in the car that's making it hard to uh, yeah, repair. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not really a kind of a... It's not really a, a thing that's used nowadays, I don't think, much for many cars, unless you have a niche, niche sports cars. Yeah, I suppose it's probably a lot of the maybe the Formula One cars, people would be familiar with them, a lot of the wings and all that would be maybe made out of fiberglass and resin, but like other than that, I wouldn't think there's anything really out there. I know what you're talking about. Kel- Kelvar, is it? That kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably you know, it's cheaper to produce and probably can mass produce it and everything else. Uh, and stronger for its weight. It's just made the main thing with the Formula 1 cars, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, again, you could write a book, and there has been books written, I suppose, about fiberglass cars, but yeah. that's, just, that's just generally what I know on my own head. 
Dave, thank you very much for coming on with us again. We'll have to leave it at that. We're running short in time again, as always. Okay. We, we could talk about cars. Well, I know you could. I could probably talk about tractors until the cows come home, and I know you could talk about cars until the cows come home. Just another, before we go on, I know, when I'm just thinking here now, I've written down this, um... Go on. Must. Uh, there's, there's four old number plates for the Shamrock that are recorded, we'd say. And it's KZE157, EMI634, EZE705, and EZH394. And the thing about those is now that the car was made from 1959, but all those registrations bar one. And 1963, and oh, no, sorry, two of them are 663, and two of them 1964. How do you mean? I'll explain that to us. Uh, just, I'm just thinking that because they're 63 and 64, does that mean the cars weren't built until 63 and 64? Yeah. Or were they sitting around in the factory someplace without being registered for, for a couple of years, from like 1959 onwards? You wouldn't know. So you're doing it's all just, right. uh, That's just uh, the way they come back. Like 63 and 64, so yeah, how long yeah. were the cars remain in the factory? I don't know. So. And what years, just, before, uh, what years do you say they were made in the cars again? Well, 59. 59. When they started making them, according to what's been written down. But these are all 63 and 64 numbers, so maybe they weren't made until two or three years later. Maybe yeah. it took that long to go up to, to Castle Blaney to um, set up the factory, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might. We might we might get on to someone in Castle Blaney in a couple of weeks' time to see is there any uh, someone above there that may, maybe have worked in the factory at the time. Maybe so, yeah. I mean, you know, I've not, not heard anything about anyone from the area that might have known anyone that worked there. It's actually that's an interesting uh, idea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, ha- I have a I have a, a fellow there. He came on with us. He was a big Tom's son. And he spoke to us there going back a while, just maybe slightly after Christmas. We well, might give him a ring and he might be able to fill in a few of the blanks for us. Yeah, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't yeah. know what people know to the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave, there are people out there with knowledge. There is, yeah, and we're going to keep asking you, Dave. <laughs> You're the man. You're the man. Thanks very much. Tell me, Dave, <laughs> thanks very much. I have two things for you before you go, and I'm going to put you on the spot here now in front of our, our, our listeners. Um, first okay. of all, thanks for coming on with us. And you were a, a book of information re, 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 when it comes down to cars. I know you want to talk to me about number plates because number plates is kind of well, I won't say it is your thing, but you, 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 you're the man to talk to about number plates. But I have an, an idea anyway. Yeah, I have a request from one of our listeners, and he requested that you maybe come on with us. Uh, Friday week, it wouldn't be next Friday now, to be Friday week, and you might come on and talk to us about the DeLorean car. Okay, yeah. Does that sound like a plan for yourself? Does that work for you? Yeah, we're on the subject of Irish kind of fiberglass cars, we'll keep going. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and, um, that, like I said, that's Friday week, and um, yeah. hopefully you'll, you'll be able to come on with us, and you, you, you can be researching or you can be scratching your head or whatever and for people that mightn't be aware of of the DeLorean car and what the DeLorean car is the DeLorean car was built in Belfast and it was the car in Back to the Future exactly yeah. that's what made it famous that's, that's why it was so well known but yeah we can talk about that until we time that would be brilliant Dave Dave you're a legend and thank you very much again for coming on with us this morning no, Morgan, and thanks for having me thank you Dave you're a gentleman thank you bye 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 bye
That was Dave Kern there from um, Tralee. Dave is part of the Kingdom Veteran and Vintage Classic Car Club. I know Dave in a couple of years. Dave is a legend. Dave, thank you for listening to me now. So I have to praise you, Dave. You're, 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 I've rang Dave on several occasions about different number plates and whatnot. And um, he mightn't answer the phone to you always, but he'll always text you back. And he's like, yeah, that's, I sent him a number plate there recently enough for a tractor. And I said, Dave, what's that? And he texted me back straight away. That's a David Brown who was registered in Roscommon. Um, that's Dave. Dave is a legend. Thank you, Dave, again. And we'll talk to you Friday week um, about the DeLorean motor car that was built in Belfast. And um, that's kind of it for myself. Um, I suppose I put up a couple of videos on YouTube. There's um, I put up two videos, really, of, of uh, two local silage contractors we were out and about um, since I lifted a small few restrictions and we 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 done a couple of videos. Give a look at them. Go on to YouTube and type in Morgan O'Flaherty. You'll get me up. And um, give a look at them. Leave a couple of comments. Leave a couple of whatever you suits yourself. Be gentle, like I said. We're only... We're very, very novice at this. And... Um, the other thing is, thanks to Patrick Sheehan here in the radio station, Patrick set me up on um, a kind of, I suppose, a podcast account, we call it. And um, he tells me, this is this is above my head now, above my pay grade, as we'll say, Patrick is the man for this. Um, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on all Google Podcasts um, or any of your own favourite podcast apps. By searching Morgan O'Flaherty Country Life. Now, <clears throat> the, the this show will go up on one of the apps in maybe maybe an hour or two hours time. So if you're listening or if you'd like someone to maybe hear back in it, um, then look it up on podcasts, Morgan O'Flaherty Country Life, either on Spotify or any of your podcast apps or whatever you want. Or go into Google and just search Morgan O'Flaherty Country Life and you'll get the Ford show, you'll get the David Brown show from last week. And you'll get the, the Shamrock Motor Car Show from this week. It'll be up there in maybe about an hour or two hours time. Um, thanks again to Patrick. Um, that's kind of it for myself. The plan next week is we're going to talk about Fiat. Uh, Fiat cars and Fiat tractors. I have two two Kerry gentlemen that are going to come on. They're hopefully the, the fellow that's going to talk about cars. He's going to cover Fiat, Alfa Romero, um, Maserati and all that down along the feet line of cars, and I suppose maybe a small bit about Ferrari. And um, I have another gentleman then coming on to speak to us about feet tractors, and maybe a small bit of the history of feet tractors, and his own, um, I suppose, his own dealings with a feet tractor that was in his family's life, or his wife's family's life, for a long time, and a very, very interesting story about the feet tractor that he has. Um, that's about it for myself. Um, hopefully you'll tune in again next week. Hopefully you're enjoying what we're doing. I kind of am enjoying. I am enjoying what I'm doing. Um, thanks to you for tuning in. Um, thanks for everyone listening. And give a look at the podcasts. Give a look at the YouTube channel. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you next Friday morning around the same time. And um, we're going to talk Fiat. Thanks again to Patrick. Thanks to all the guys here at West Limit Radio. And um, stay safe. Stay at home if you are at home. If you are still required to stay at home. And if you had to go back to work, you had to go back to work. So I only lifted some of the lockdowns, some of the restrictions. Um, do what you have to do. We still have to maintain two metres of social distancing. Um, look, guys, keep at it. And we're going to stay at it for as long as we can until we get out of what we're in. And um, 
talk safe and we, we, we'll talk to you next week alright thanks again to Patrick you're a legend Patrick as well and um, I'll talk to you then bye now be careful you have been listening to Country Life Morgan O'Flaherty on West Limerick 102 FM mm-hmm.